Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. My name is Neil. My name is Brent. And we are here for podcast number 29 on December 31st, 2017, the last day of this year. What a year it's been for uh, hockey and for us. and For Post to Post. Yeah, it's been yeah. a... It's been a wild ride. It has ups and downs and uh, more, more ups. Though. Oh, lots of ups. Yeah, yeah. lots of ups. Yeah. Uh, def- I just want to quickly mention on your screen, you're going to see uh, a money goal uh, part. I, I don't know where I'm going to put it on the screen, but I want to explain it first before we begin. In. It says $89 of $1,400. I'm putting that there because it's our current goal. The people on Patreon who support us I think it's important for us to show you guys where your money is going and what we like what we're doing with it. I don't want you you guys to contribute and think that we're just blowing the money on whatever or uh and I know you guys probably don't think that, but uh, and you don't you probably don't even care where we spend the money or how we spend it. You just want to support us and we appreciate that. But I think it's important that we show you where your money's going and uh, how you're helping post to post in general. So that totals there because the the first thing that we want to do uh, to improve technically is get a better camera for post to post videos and for specifically for this podcast because right now we're filming on a GoPro and it looks fine no one probably cares but it uh, it is kind of crap and uh, the main reason that we want to upgrade cameras is actually due to battery reasons we film on my 6D the normal videos we film this on a GoPro uh, both can only run off battery, except like, the GoPro can run off USB power, but it's just the video quality is an issue there. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to get a camcorder, which can allow us to uh, have better video quality and also run a fully off power and not have to worry about batteries. And uh, it'll shoot 4K. Not that I have any interest whatsoever in shooting 4K, but that's the next thing that we need to upgrade uh, for, for the channel. And it's going to take probably six months or more, mm-hmm. probably more actually to, to, to raise that money. And uh, I'm not putting this out there because I want anyone to go buy me the camera or anyone to contribute a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, the entire point is that it's a goal that we work on over time. I'll be contributing some of my personal money as well, uh, of course. And uh, it's just, it's something that a goal that needs to grow slowly over time. I'm, like I said, I'm not putting this out there because I want anyone to go buy me a $1,400 camera. So so just the regular post or the regular Patreon contributions that trickle in, right. you will allocate some or all of them to this goal? Right. right. About, about half of the Patreon contributions go towards paying okay. the podcast fee, paying the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite, paying for the internet that we use and stuff. Uh, and then whatever's left over is going to go towards this. And each podcast video, uh, I'll update the amount. Or Sorry, I guess each first podcast of the month after the patreon stuff goes through oh, right. okay. i'll update the uh, i'll update the amounts so. and the issue with the 6d i think you already said so but just so i understand the 6d it's a great camera but it can only film for half hour chunks at a time yeah and that's another reason too yeah it only can only record for 30 minutes and i mean i can get up and start it again or whatever but if we're on a roll or something like that and i see that there's three minutes left well we better wrap it up because i don't yeah. want to get cut off mid-sentence so. and and people who've watched all the shows have seen that happen a few times. Yep. It would be, you know, into something and, and probably an interesting topic. And then all of a sudden it's like, how much time do we have left? Because yep. there's no timer that shows us what's time. We almost have to keep track of it ourselves mm-hmm. in our brain or with a device. And if we forget to start that device, mm. then it's a guess. 
We usually guess. We're pretty good at guessing yeah. now, but we have a kind of a feeling, okay, I think we're probably around 20 minutes. So let's start to wrap it up. But the show gets clunky. And yeah. not that the podcasts have to be more than 30 minutes long because there's takes and there's retakes and edits and things. So it might take 35 minutes to do a really good job on a 20 minute show. Yeah. But you can't get that 35 minutes right now. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's, uh, like you said, it's a great camera, but it's, it's old. I bought it in 2012. It's done a lot of stuff. I've used it for photography for, well, since 2012. And I've done, I think, at least 460 videos. 2012 was a good year. <laughs> Didn't you get that in 2010? Oh, maybe. I don't know. For the audio listeners, he's holding up a phone. <laughs> uh, desperately need of an update. That's a Nexus 5. Yeah. Built in 2009. It's great. Yeah. Great phone. It's not. <laughs> I, it's funny. I didn't hear you say that this summer when you threw it in my truck because you were frustrated with it. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I remember vividly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, thank you everyone on Patreon who, who contributes. Uh, that's what your money will be going to. And uh, once we get the new camera, um, hopefully... Uh, Hopefully things work a little bit better on the around the post to post crew here. Yeah, it's all about improving the content and quality mm. of of what people are saying that they like, and they're saying they like it with their wallets or with their comments or with their yeah, mail. Definitely, and uh, it's really enhancing that. You're not going on vacation. You're not. No, you're, no. <laughs> in fact, you're not deriving income from from any of the no. the the intake here. It's all going into the show. It's, yeah, it's I, going into buying things. That make the show better. Totally, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm losing money because I'm <laughs> putting money into this show, and uh, but it's important because uh, I, I love it. So, oh, that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's transition to some hockey now. I don't want to wait any longer to talk about this. Uh, it probably deserves its own video, but I'm hoping that enough people see it in the title of this podcast and click to listen. USA versus Canada mm -hmm. outdoor game. Oh yeah. There's lots to talk about in this game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to first talk about the boarding call. Uh, I can't remember the two players involved. I, I apologize. Canada got a two-minute boarding call behind their own net, I believe, on an icing or a potential icing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a pretty nasty hit. I I was really unhappy with that call. It yeah. was a two minutes for boarding. I thought for sure it should have been five minutes for boarding. I Can agree, actually. Yeah, Canada yeah. should have got a major there. Yeah. Uh, I think the USA really get gypped with just that two-minute power play. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it, things kind of balanced out, I guess, in a way, because there was a five-on-three by the U.S. and where Canada got two penalties at within, like, 30 seconds on, on the same play or whatever. Yeah. And I thought one of them was absolute garbage. Mm -hmm. There's no way that should have been a penalty. So it should have been five-on-four, not five-on-three. And USA ended, ended up scoring on that five-on-three. And uh, so it kind of works both yeah. sides in a way, I guess. These things usually tend to even out. Uh, when you're talking world junior hockey, you've got uh, an international cadre of referees and linesmen, yeah. all the officials, and you don't always get the same quality of officiating. But one good thing about it is the same quality of officiating usually is directed at both teams. So it, the it, calls will even out. The point, yeah, the point is uh, the officiating was absolute garbage, in my opinion, that game. Mm -hmm. There was offsides that weren't called, and I understand there's snow on the ice, and there's it's hard to see the lines, but there was blatant offsides that were not called in that third period mm -hmm. on both sides, mm -hmm. both teams. It's just, it was really frustrating to, to watch. But. And the outdoor game became the thing, like... 
we, as hockey fans, we want to see a good hockey game on the ice. Right. And we didn't see that with the outdoor game. The outdoor game was going to go forward regardless of anything else. In fact, the outdoor game, the entire tournament had to be adjusted and fiddled with to make the outdoor game even possible because Canada and the USA finished 1-2 last year. Theoretically, not theoretically, but by rules, that would put them in two different pools for the following World Junior Championship, which is the one that's underway right now. So Canada and the States would not face each other at all until mm -hmm. the crossover game or the final. Right. And this was just a pool game. So the only way to get Canada and the States in that outdoor game was to fiddle with the pool and put them both on the same side. Yep. And instead of what the rules say ought to happen in the IIHF. So that was fiddled with. Totally. Know? So the whole thing is a manufactured, artificial s matchup that was set up f to, to drive the vehicle of the outdoor game. I'm Absolutely. not saying that's a crime, but it's, you know, it's... It's business related. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's business related. It set a, a record for attendance, but not nearly what they thought they might get. Uh, when they did the football, when, when the Bills play there, it holds a little over 71,000 people. Mm -hmm. And when they play hockey, I think Buffalo played there once a couple of years back in a winter classic, and it was just a little over 70,000. And they were talking about 60 to 70,000 spectators for the World Junior. Okay. But in the end, they only got uh, 44,592. Still a lot of bums. It's seats, a lot of bums for a junior game. It yeah. sure is. Yeah. Uh, but I think weather probably had a part, part to do with it. But Yeah, it, it probably did. Having it in Buffalo, the Buffalo-Niagara area, you, you're drawing on Toronto fans or Toronto Canadians, yeah. uh, Peterborough Canadians, Hamilton Canadians, like people that are... Niagara. Like yeah, a, Fort... Uh, uh, well, they're everywhere. Everywhere. And they can get across to Buffalo in yeah. fairly short order. And th that's part of the deal here. They knew they'd drawn a lot of Canadian fans to come over to Buffalo to watch this game outdoors. And there were. The attendance for some of the indoor games, however, uh, are not that great. Uh, we saw lots of empty seats in some games that probably should have better attendance by our standards as Canadians. Totally, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it would not be right of us to continue without recognizing the absolutely stellar, beautiful job that the USA team did with their jerseys oh, man. to honor the Buffalo Bills. Oh, man, that was amazing. The big numbers in the small USA, the uh, the monochrome jersey otherwise, it was fabulous. It looked gorgeous. It like When I saw that jersey for the first time, I was blown away. And it's like it's so simple, and it's just a, it's technically a copy, but it's paying homage to the team. Uh, it, it looks so good on them, and it looks so good on the ice. It was just a tremendous job by that team. And mm -hmm. who, like, whoever made that decision, giant marks for you. Yeah. Maximum marks. Really well done. Yeah. And the Americans played well. They, they, oh, they, uh, dom they dominated that last half of the game. It was a, a very hard game to play for both teams. Canada was up 3-1 yeah. and ended up losing in a shootout. It probably turned out the way it should have turned out. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was just about to say that. I think USA uh, definitely deserved to win that game. Uh, they they dominated that last half of the game. So. Mm -hmm. And it was exciting hockey to watch, even as Canadian, even though we lost. Yeah, it was. And I would have loved to have been at that game. Yeah, me too, actually. Uh, I got thinking, if I was a, a spectator, you know, that would be a, a great game to be at. And there's a little less on the line because it's not a championship game or, or something, so it's, a, it's just a round-robin game. It, the outcome really didn't affect yeah. much, and Canada did steal a point there. It was quite a meaning, meaningless game, for sure. Yeah. 
So it was all about the game itself. You know, there's there's elements of it. I don't like how it was set up, and I really don't like hockey games in football stadiums just because the fans end up being so far away. Well, someone commented, and I, I apologize, I forget your name, and they said that they were at an outdoor game, I think maybe the Minnesota game? No, it wasn't Minnesota. I can't remember who it was. It doesn't matter. They were sitting in the very last row, and it was snowing so hard that they couldn't, they not only couldn't see the play on the, or the puck on the ice, they couldn't even see the ice, the arena, like anything. They just saw a snow wall in front wow. of them, and they left at the like halfway through the second or the end of the second. Went home and watched the TV, uh, and uh, watched the third period at home, and said it was like ten times better. Wow. And I guess, you know, for the, those of you who don't drive in snow, you don't know what this is like. But as Canadians, if you're driving in a snowstorm and you've got your high beams on, you just see a wall of snow in front of you. It, it, in fact, a lot of people will go to their low beams, even if there's no oncoming traffic, because it's, it's easier to see because your headlights aren't pointed up into all that snow. Yeah, it, so low just, beams are so much more advantageous to yeah. for snow. So just imagine being in a large football stadium with all these massive mercury vapor, whatever kind of lights they have up mm. there, doing that high beam thing and all the snow, what you're seeing if you're at one end of the uh, the facility is you're looking through all this snow that's being backlit or frontlit, I guess, by yep. the lights that are behind you or over your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no wonder you can't see anything beyond yeah. it. Frustrating. Uh, and the cold too, obviously. It's... Oh, yeah. I have a bit of a story about the cold and how that was managed, at least on the Canadian side. All right, you hook uh, me up with the story. I will. I'm ready. I will. Okay, this involves a chap by the name of Kevin Elliott. Uh, he is the athletic therapist. Did you just say chap? A chap. Nice. A fellow. Well yes, done. A chap. By the way, of Kevin Elliott, and he's the athletics uh, therapist for the Canadian team. And there was a great article in the Athletic uh, Online magazine about him and his colleagues who work so hard behind the bench. You know, these aren't coaches. These aren't the people you see telling the players what to do. But you see them on the bench because they're wiping the visors, wiping yeah. the helmets. They're... They're just doing all kinds of amazing things. And this, <clears throat> excuse me, this isn't just a, a matter of going to the outdoor game and trying to deal with it. There was a lot of preparation that went into this for all of the, probably on the American side as well, I'm sure. Starting back in August, the uh, equipment managers, the therapists, all these people started contacting NHL teams who have played outdoor games in the past and asked them for pointers. They also contacted the Buffalo Bills themselves saying, look, you've played here and it's been cold outside. Yeah. Like, what yeah. What do your trainers do, you know, to keep the, the team players warm? Mm -hmm. What management tactics do you have? Um, Kevin Elliott himself knows some bobsledders, and he talked to the bobsledders and said, you know, how do you guys stay warm? What is it, you know, what do you do? Because <clears throat> they wear helmets as well. So there's, you know, the whole helmet visor thing uh, was a big deal. And it was all about snow control, it was about keeping them warm, but mostly about keeping them dry. And that's what they heard from all the sources that they went to. Like, what's the big thing in an outdoor game? And it's keeping them dry. After every period, they changed right down to nothing. Underwear really? and all. Underwear and all. Everything. Because even on a cold day, hockey players will sweat. Oh, yeah. So they would go right down to the buff and get back on with, with totally dry clothing at the beginning of every new period. Interesting. And there were times when... Uh, let's say there's a timeout and all the players, all the players are at the bench. People wouldn't wipe off until it was almost ready to go back on the ice because if you wiped off too early, got, got the snow off, more snow would gather in time before you went back out into the play. So they tried to time the, when they were cleaning and everything. It's just little things. Yeah, and, and Jordan Cairo, one of the Canadian players, he had fallen down out on the ice in a snowbank, basically, <laughs> yeah. and came in and, and asked uh, Kevin Elliott, you know, can you unfreeze my shirt? 
And sure enough, he turned around, and the back of his jersey was like hard. Wow. It was one sheet of ice. <laughs> and they had to put warm towels on it to get it to soften up and dry it off a little bit so he could actually move in the jersey and play. Gee. So this is a, it's a very, very interesting article by mm. uh, uh, a gal from The Athletic. Now, interesting, a final footnote on Kevin Elliott. He is the athletic therapist for the Charlottetown Islanders. Really? He's from town here. Yeah, he lives no probably not far away from us. That's really so, interesting. And he's been doing this for several years, and he was very grateful to his wife and, mm-hmm. and family for allowing him to be away over Christmas. Yeah. You have to be away over Christmas to do this. A, yeah. And they've been very gracious about letting him go and do this, and, and he's just uh, having a blast. Hmm. So that's one of the things that was an extra burden on him and the rest of the, the support staff and the team this year because of that darned outdoor game. It's not just a regular routine. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great time of year to have it because everyone at home has the ability to watch it because it's Christmas and stuff, but it's really tough on everyone involved with the game, the camera crews and like the broadcasters. Oh, yeah. and like these, All these guys need to be away from, for Christmas. That's a hard thing to do. Uh, I'm curious to see how the camera angles will look uh, on New Year's Day. This podcast is being taped on New Year's Eve Day. Mm. Most people might hear it by tonight, but some may not hear it until after the game we're talking about to talk about later is played tomorrow. Uh, New Year's Day, but the camera angle that we saw the other night with the outdoor game on Friday wasn't great for me. It wasn't great. Sometimes it was a bit too tight. The biggest complaint I had, which is a ridiculous complaint, is that when they were cleaning the ice of snow, they weren't showing them cleaning the ice of snow. They were showing close-ups of guys on the bench just looking around. Like, I don't want to see that. I want to see how they're cleaning the snow. I want to see how much snow is on the ice and mm-hmm. how they're cleaning it. Exactly. They were fil- they were filling these big wheelbarrows yeah. and large garbage cans and like hefting it over the... It was interesting. It was fascinating. But we hardly got to see any of that. Shame. Because we were getting pictures of people in the in the crowd or, or like you say, players sitting on the bench not doing anything, just staring off in, at something else that we're not able to see. Yeah. It was uh, terrible. And I thought the, the main camera, the center ice camera that was following the play was just too low. Yeah, yeah it, did, it felt a bit too low. Because when the players were up against the near boards, you really only saw them from the armpits up. Mm. And, and the, the rink, therefore, had a very shallow kind of look to it. So Yeah, you really lost the sight of the puck a lot more because of the shallowness and the, the mm-hmm. close side boards there. Yeah. yeah. Or well, half wall, <laughs> as all of these announcers are calling it now. Yeah, that was... That's By terrible. the way, the wall's never been higher, and yeah. it's not a wall. Yeah, it's, it's not the a boards. wall, and and they haven't, they never cut it in half it, from its oh. original height. Whoever started that, oh, needs it's, to it's have a disease it. that has infected, <laughs> yes. infected sports broadcasters from coast to coast. Absolutely, and it would be great to eradicate that infection <laughs> yes, and just call it the boards like the, they should be called. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone on that rant before. Remember, uh, you and I just, t- not on, on air, but we talked a couple of days ago about the Montreal-Toronto tandem hosting for the World Juniors uh, back a few years back. Yes, Montreal and, and Toronto. Yeah, and how expensive uh, the, the tickets were. Uh, because I think we talked about it in the context of, <coughs> of um, seeing a lot of empty seats in the, in the arena this time in Buffalo. And yep. They're actually using two arenas, by the way. The main... Uh, whatever it's called, uh, key the bank. Bu- key, key bank. Uh, that's the, for the bigger games. But yeah. when it's you know Belarus playing Switzerland or whatever, they do have another facility that seats around two thousand that they're playing those games in. A few of them. So some of the attendance you're going to see if you look at them all is you know seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred. Well, that's in the smaller arena. They can't get more than two thousand in there anyway. Hmm. But the packages for the uh, for the games. If you wanted the cheapest universal package, and this gives you a ticket to all the games. Right. Okay. Six hundred and fifty bucks. That's pretty expensive. That's pretty expensive That's for pretty the cheapest expensive. one. 
The most expensive one was 1550 So if you want a good seats in all the games, it's going to be over 1500 bucks American. Could you buy the games individually? Oh, yeah, you can. And uh, like the last night's game between Canada and Denmark, uh, the, the seat prices at the box office were between 30 and 110 that's not too bad. It's not too bad, but it's a lot of money for junior hockey. It is a l- yeah, it is a lot of money for junior hockey, but the European games were $10 at the box office. If it's a game between two European teams. Now maybe not, you know, like Czechoslovak, you know, would be maybe different, but if it's Switzerland, Belarus, 10 bucks at the box office, $6 on StubHub. See, that's ridiculous because that's half the price of the Charlottetown Islanders ticket. Yeah. No offense to the Char- Charlottetown Islanders, but I would much rather watch Belarus and Switzerland play mm-hmm. than the Charlottetown Islanders play the friggin' Valdor whatevers. Yeah, fourers. Yeah, the Valdor fourers. Um, the gold medal game right now, the best seats are going for two and a quarter. But that's it. you know, no one knows who's going to be in the gold medal game, right? So it's a bit of a gamble. I guess you're paying for the experience. Sure. I, I think if I had, I don't know, two and a quarter. That's that's about three hundred bucks Canadian. I don't think I'd have that money right now. To, to put that into a w- hockey game. No, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't pay that. Yeah, here's the funny thing. Uh, Buffalo-based journalists who are around the arena a lot, they say that the concessions are charging between 50 cents and a dollar more for everything compared to a Sabres game. <laughs> it's all about money, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, currently Canada is in the uh, lead of Group A with 10 points. They have three wins and an overtime or a shootout loss. Uh, Finland, USA... Slovakia and Denmark all play their fourth games today. Canada's done the round robin. Right. Canada's into the semis or the quarterfinals on Tuesday. So everyone else has to play their remaining games. On the other side over in Group B, the Swedes are ahead with uh, their 3-0-0 with nine points. Czechs and the Russians are next with two 0-1 records at six points. Uh, Switzerland has one victory. They're 1-0-2. And Belarus is 0-0-4. And... Uh, They've, they're the only team on that side that have played four games. So the Swedes, Czechs, Russians, and Swiss all play their last game today as well. I've been really impressed by that Slovakia team, specifically their goalie, uh, Derny, is it? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. D- D-U-R-N-Y? Yeah. Th- it sounds like they're calling him Dirty. Dirty, yeah. Uh, in the play-by-play, but his name is Derny. Yeah. I, when we were watching the game, I made the joke that I wonder if he was drafted by the LA Kings. This was before we we, we knew his name was Derny. We, th- we actually thought it was Dirty. And I thought it would be funny to have a, a goalie tandem of quick and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. <laughs> but uh, it turns out his name's Derny. So. Yeah, Derny. And he was he was amazing. That Slovak-U.S. game was really, really they're good. Fa- that Slovak team's really fast. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they've got a lot of talent on there. Uh, unless you have anything else to say about that specific game or any other IAHF stuff, uh, I will move on. Uh, just, a, just a couple on the schedule. Like sure. By the time you hear this podcast, the games will have ended, but USA plays Finland today, and it's Slovakia versus Denmark, and Switzerland plays the Czechs and Russia and the Swedes play. That'll be a really good game over in Group B. The uh, quarterfinals are on Tuesday, the semis on Thursday, and the bronze and final games are on Friday, Friday night. That's, a that's, that's different. Yeah, that's different. That's and I'm glad. I'd rather have them on a Friday night and get them over. Oh, them yeah. And let too. the kids get home. You yeah, know? definitely. I'm surprised they're dragging it out that far. Oh, yeah. It, it, sometimes they'd be dragged out. I think when they had them in Europe, sometimes you'd see the, the final would be like on a Monday afternoon or something yeah. crazy like that. That was nuts. Makes sense for them. Sucks for us. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, all, it's all about us. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> selfish. Yeah, so I'm good. Go ahead. All right. Uh, transitioning over to the NHL, the first thing I want to talk about is a player that I, I'm not actually very fond of, Chris Kreider. He uh, he's out at least two months with a blood clot. 
Ooh. You didn't know that? I didn't. Yeah, he's out at least at least two months with a blood clot. I think it's in his arm. And uh, as much as I despise Chris Kreider, he's an incredibly important part of the Rangers organization and their their team and what they what they bring to every single game every night. Uh, he's fourth in points on the team, so missing that 22 points or whatever he has uh, for at least two months, that's huge. Two months is a vast majority of the NHL season. Well, what's left of it? Yeah, and well, yeah, exactly. What's left? What, what's left of it? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's a big, big loss for for the Rangers. And uh, like I said, I don't like the guy. I don't like his play in the ice. I guess I should say, um, but you never want to see anyone have a serious something like that because that's that's big. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge deal. So uh, hopefully, Chris Kreider gets well soon. And the uh, I just wanted to mention real quick. I do have a New York Rangers video coming very soon. All right. Yeah. Good or bad? Ugly? Oh, good. Good, yeah. Cool. I'm just waiting for some stuff. You, you look like you got something to say. No, I'm just going to uh, tee up the uh, standings for oh. later in case we talk about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, transitioning over to Montreal, did you know that Montreal is shopping Max Pacioretty actively? I, I did. Yeah. Uh, so here's a quote. If no, um, if no suitable deal is available by the trade deadline, Bergevin could wait until the draft or next season. Uh, Kiprios said that. Kiprios. He's he's very attractive, and and I was going to run a stat by you, but uh, I guess I've ruined the the trivia. Oh. But of the last five full length seasons, so not counting the lockout season, of the last five seasons, only two players have scored thirty goals or more, and one of them is Alexander Ovechkin. Hmm. And the other is Max Pacioretty. Correct. And that's, you know, and I understand. It's not about what you did before. It's about what you're going to do yeah. when, when you're talking about looking at a player. But he's only a $4.5 million cap hit right now, and he's got one year left before he's in a UFA. And we discussed this last podcast. I think the thing about Pacioretty is that he's an incredible player when that's all he has to worry about. This whole captain thing is really affecting him, I think, emotionally and his confidence and everything. Every loss, he takes the full blame for it. He's got too big of a heart, mm-hmm. and he just he takes it. He takes all of the blame on himself, and uh, I think it's really affecting his confidence on the ice because he feels responsible for every single fault that the team has, regardless of if he's to blame or not. So uh, it's just a it's just uh, a guy with a big heart and. Uh, Maybe, maybe just having some confidence issues, but yeah, I think it's all. It's got to be mental. Like physically, I think he's fine. He seems oh, yeah. to be able to do everything he wants to do. Yeah, and I would have thought that when he was run, run, run <laughs> I was trying to say run or ridden. I guess it's ridden when he, he was ridden into the stanchion by Chara <laughs> that time. I thought maybe that would make him a more cautious player. But really, after that injury, once he recovered, he was fine. Oh yeah, totally. And he's been fine since. So it can't be that. Yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah. And Montreal in general is on a four-game losing streak. Do you know the next team with the the worst losing streak right now in the NHL? I don't. It's Tampa Bay. And that's what, only two games or something probably? One. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You uh, mean there's no, there's no team other than Montreal who's lost more than one in a row? Exactly. That's crazy. It's insane. Like, that's how bad Montreal is right now. What about Ottawa? They're... No. Oh, that's right. They had a, some kind of crazy win against New York or something. Yeah. 
But th- then they lost badly last night. It, but Tampa Bay yeah. is the next team with the worst losing streak, and Tampa Bay is the best team in the league. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really frustrating. This is the week, this week and next, when all the teams will have played their 41st game. Halfway? Halfway. Only one team right now has played all 41, or 41 games. Oh, man. The, the rest are in the high 30s, or, or they played 40, but only one team has 41 right now. Are they in the West? They are. Is it St. Louis? It is. Oh, really? What What's going on? Boom. Man. And uh, you know how many points they have? Uh, don't do this to uh, 52? Uh, they have 50. Pretty close. Ah, dang. You just talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're on pace. You know, it's easy to figure out who's on pace for what when they played 41 games. You yeah. just times two. So exactly. they're on pace for 100 points. And uh, I th- actually thought it should be higher based on how they're playing. Yeah. But but uh, they're playing very well, and uh, yeah, they're they're doing great. Hmm. But all the, most of the other teams have played anywhere between thirty-six and forty games. Hmm. I think Washington. Everybody's going on about wa- how Washington's in first in the Metro right now, uh, because they've got, I think, one more point than New Jersey, or they've tied them, or something. And I can't remember. Hmm. But Washington has played two more games than I think anyone else in the Metro right now. Yeah, that's in, right. In the playoff picture. Pretty I well. Could, could be wrong there. Columbus has played 39. Uh, okay, so and Washington's, one more. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're right. Most everybody else has played 38. Pittsburgh now has played 39. Yeah. So Montreal's played 39, which is no help. <laughs> uh. But speaking of Montreal again, uh, Montreal's top point getter is the lowest of any top point getter on a team. I think I mentioned this last podcast. I think so. Podcast. Yeah. Arizona specifically has two players with more points than the leader on Montreal. And Arizona is garbage right now. Yeah. No offense, Coyotes fans. Gallagher has 21 points. That's the most points by a a Canadiens player. That's like setting a record for the lowest high temperature, (laughs) (laughs) which I think we almost did last week here. Yeah. You know, the lowest high, which kind of sounds stupid, but, Mm. you know, it didn't get above whatever. And uh, that's the worst it's ever been. Do you know who had the most points in the Canadiens last week when we discussed this and how many points there were had? Uh, I don't. It was Deneau with 21. The right. same amount of points, but there's a tiebreaker because of goals now. Oh, it was okay. Gallagher. Ah. So <laughs> Jeez. It's sad. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh. Ian Cole. Mm-hmm. I made a video saying that it looked to be done, that Ian Cole was going to be traded. Uh, just after that, or the same day, it was announced that Little Tang was injured again. Mm-hmm. And that really... Uh, stopped that in the tracks that trade that coal trade so uh, the coal trade uh, didn't go through because of of the latang injury and uh, they just need coal on the on the back end right now so mm-hmm. that keep him yeah and latang do we know how how long i'm not sure i don't think it's i don't think it's simple yeah but i don't think it's like overly complicated i forget what it was but uh, i you know whether it's Kreider, latang or anyone else who's not on my team i, d- I never want to see someone hurt mm. but I was worried that Montreal might make a play for Latang, and and if this makes not. that less likely, then then that's not the worst thing for Montreal. Prior to last year's playoffs, Chris Latang had missed 190 games in his career. 190 games. Wow, that's crazy. Like he, one of the most talented defensemen in the league, one of the nicest guys on and off the ice. That's more games than Ronaldo has been suspended for. <laughs> <laughs> not by much <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's i i i really like the tang but i'm sorry i don't want you 
on my Canadians team, even though you're from Montreal, I mm. believe. You're just yeah, you're is, too yeah. injury prone. So Yeah, too delicate. Sorry. Let's talk some streaks. Now, we've already talked about the losing streak. Uh, I, I usually go, I talk about any team that has more than two losses and any team that has more than two wins. So my winning streak, uh, Vegas is at six. It seems like every week that oh Vegas God. is at the top of the winning streak. I don't understand. They like, they win six and they lose one. They win six. They have 52 points now on only 36 games. That's incredible. That's incredible. It is. It's nuts. It's uh, just nuts. It's great. And they're playing today. They're they're hosting the Leafs today. And I can't wait. It's going to be. It's an afternoon game. Yeah, it's, it's an afternoon game. It's being held at 4.30 Atlantic, 3.30 Eastern, so I guess like early afternoon Pacific. Yeah. But I can't wait to see Austin Matthews in there, and uh, I don't know who they're going to start in goal, whether it's... Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, and this this is totally a slightly different topic, but it won't take me long to say it. Uh, well, when I talk about the scores from last night, uh, there was a game, I think, between New Jersey. Uh, who was it? It was New Jersey and Washington. In Washington, and New Jersey played the night before. I and we talked off air about how dissatisfied we are with these back-to-back games. I think it was Pittsburgh. You were telling me has like yeah. Like someone wrote in to me and said they've got nineteen back-to-back yeah. games, and uh, I, I'm going to make a video about it okay. coming up. Because just really quickly here, is that fair to New Jersey for them to play the night before and then go into Washington? And they got beat five two. We'll talk about the game briefly later, but um, I don't I don't like it when teams play back to back games. But I especially don't like it when they play back to back games where the second game is against a team who is not playing a back to back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry. Back to your. Uh, no, no, I, I I agree totally. Yeah. Do you know who has the next most wins or winning streak? I'm out of winning. I mean, English is hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, the the English is weak in this one. Yeah. <laughs> We saw Star Wars. Um, so six is Vegas. Who's, yeah. Who's next? Uh, some some crazy uh, run. I forget who it is, but there, yeah, there's some. T- is it Vancouver or something? Or Florida. Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was close. Five games. I was close. Luongo played for both teams. <laughs> Five games. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, Reimer is actually playing really, really well. R- Reimer has. I actually knew that stat because it written it wrote it down. Good but job. I forgot him. Yeah, really good. <laughs> Reimer, in his last three games, has two shutouts. Wow. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> and they're you know, on a five-game winning streak. They, it's plausible that they could make a run and get into the playoffs. They're not that far behind. It, well, that's weird to say. I, I, never, I didn't pencil them in to make the playoffs this year. but Yeah, maybe all those metrics are going to work out after all. Yeah, maybe. I still, I still don't think they're going to make it, though. No, I don't think so. Next, San Jose with three, Washington with two, and Winnipeg with two. Over on the losses, we've already talked about that. Montreal was four. Look at the list. It's empty. It's just Montreal in there. <laughs> Sad. Milestones. We always talk about milestones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Kane has 790 points. So he's almost at 800 points already in his career. Pretty crazy indeed. Another milestone. Post to post Twitter. Turns one today. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, officially. See, the, the post to post YouTube channel technically turns one December 14th, I think. When you actually registered the site. When I registered the account. Right. But I didn't upload a video until t- January 1st, I think it was. Okay. So, so technically the post-to-post 
YouTube channel has already had its birthday, but not really because there was nothing on the channel there. There was no graphics. There was nothing. So tomorrow's the big birthday, and that's the milestone. That's the big milestone for for us. Yeah. And uh, I, you have shared with me a milestone video that you're making. Yeah, so I'm going to release a video tomorrow. It's going to be. Uh, I need to film the intro for that by the way today. Uh, it's going to be just a mashup of uh, a lot of bloopers, a lot of funny things, uh, some some just some general highlights and clips that I really liked, uh, and then some stuff on more post to post, some funny stuff on there, and just some some clips from my personal life, from vlogs that I've done in the summer and when I went to Toronto. Uh, just kind of a highlight of, of what I've done this year on mm. YouTube. 89% of it is mm -hmm. post to post. And what I like the best, of, well, not the best, I like it all, but early on in the uh, what you're planned to show, you talk about, oh, well, you show yourself sitting at your position as it then was, and you're talking about what your hope is for the channel in the next, in the, in the next year by 2018. Yeah. And uh, that's the best part of all of it for me. To see, and then you flash to what's actually happened. Hmm. You know, you're hoping for 500 subscribers, and then you show what what's really happening. And, uh, I've got screenshots from from the subscribe subscriber uh, ladder, mm -hmm. I guess, that's throughout the year. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, so that's coming tomorrow. I need to uh, still do quite a bit of editing on it, but uh, yeah, that's that's all the milestones actually right now that I have to discuss. Mm -hmm. Keeping with the channel, we did an NHL logo redesign contest. I assume probably most or not all of, or or all of you have have seen it. It's got quite a bit of views, luckily. And we have uh, I know a lot of people have seen this already, but we have a correction to make. And uh, the Predators logo that came second has since been disqualified. It was 100% completely copied from a minor league team. And uh, the same person entered uh, like six other logos, all copied from the same league, that same minor league team. I just I. I searched it online. I, I searched 30 minutes for that Predators logo because I wanted to make sure that it wasn't copied because I knew it was going to come second. It's safe to say you put the entire research department of Post to Post I dedicated did. to this. I did. But you can't get everything. I can't get everything. And it, it's really frustrating because that person, uh, I don't want to say bragged about it in the comments, but was very proud about it and then got called out in the comments by other people after they saw my pinned comment saying it was disqualified, and then they continued to say that they didn't copy it when they did. So mm. I don't know if they're delusional or just in denial, but you copied it. If you're listening, I'm not, I'm not trying to call you out or be rude or anything, but you broke the rules, and uh, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. So And almost succeeded. Yes, yeah. almost succeeded. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, frustrating. Glad, glad that the, the voting didn't fall where they won. So, anyways, the fourth place logo, the Florida Panthers logo, has actually moved up until third into third place. The Vancouver's moved up into second place. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I've emailed those people and uh, waiting to hear back on one. Once I hear back from that final person with their address and stuff, uh, I'm going to ship everything out after that. So, do you have the general geographical coordinates of uh, of Evan? I think it was the. Uh, he he told me, but I forget. Okay. I yeah, I forget. I'm not even going to guess. I just uh, I read it, read the email quickly. All right. Your plane video yeah. has done quite well. Holy smokes. I, I'm really impressed that people found it interesting. And it just dawned on me one day last week, saying, oh, you know, I do it all the time. wonder if other people wouldn't mind. Well, like before I, I released the video, I think I said in Discord, I'm about to release a video that's a little dry. And it's like it's not dry to me because 
I love that stuff too. I love aviation and planes and, and everything. So I didn't find it dry, but I could s completely see how someone else would find that uninteresting or dry or just uh, boring, I guess. But that wasn't the case. Everybody seemed to, lo to love it. That's, a, that's, that's neat. Yeah, and it is an, it's an interesting thing because I don't think anyone would even think to to talk about something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, you get full marks for this one. That's yeah. all. You get all the credit for. For, for those of you on the pod listening on the podcast who maybe didn't see that, um, we did a video about, what, 20, 22 minutes long, and I had done some research on which uh, planes and which flight numbers are used by NHL teams when they go from place to place and how to follow them, how to track them, how to find out when they're leaving, when they're arriving, and, and it sparked an interesting round of comments as well. Another person made a very good suggestion, like, wouldn't it be neat if we could find out what hotels they stay at? You I know? think we should do that video. And for autograph seekers, you know, not so much for, you know, stalkers and things, but for autograph seekers, they know... Because when you, you see video of players all coming out of a hotel and there's people standing out there with their shirts and jerseys and, and things they want to get signed. So they found out. Now, I've seen NHL teams in hotels. Yep. And, and I don't know if it's, uh, if it's a theme or not. I, m I mentioned in the comments, I've seen the New Jersey Devils. I was down in the lobby with all the Devils in Edmonton one time. Larry Robinson was still with the team then, and uh, Marty Brodeur was right beside me, and you know I didn't interfere with them, I didn't talk to them, but I knew who they were, but I didn't let on. I was mm -hmm. you know trying to play it cool, and they were waiting for their bus to show up. You so didn't want a fanboy. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> now if it was the Canadians, it might be different. Yeah. And then later on in a in a Vancouver uh, visit that I was doing on behalf of work, I was out for a walk, and I was down uh, by the Weston Hotel, and uh, sure enough. There was, no, no, sorry, it wasn't Vancouver, it was Calgary, uh, the Weston and Calgary. And I've, I've seen a couple of teams at the Weston and Calgary. I've not stayed there myself, but it's it's on my walking route when I, you know, try to blow off some steam. And I saw a bus there and all these NHL players getting on. I forget what team it was. It was the Rangers or someone I knew, the Rangers or Detroit or someone I recognized. Yeah. Quite a few of the players. And uh, now they were both at Weston's. So I don't know if Weston is a theme to that or, or whether it's, uh, you know, maybe the, the, the whole league has a deal. Could be. Maybe the home team has a deal with the visiting team staying in a certain place all the time so they can bug the rooms. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I, I don't know. Just for fun, for tomorrow's games, the games that are happening, uh, well, actually, today's games, but uh, yeah, the, the games that are today, uh, I have all the flight numbers uh, for the teams as to how they got to those sure. games. So, you know, I'll get to that later. Or, oh, you, or, or you go for it. Okay, well, today's schedule uh, has Toronto at Vegas. And they flew to Las Vegas in Air Canada 7046. Arizona is at Anaheim. Uh, they're playing at 4 o'clock Eastern today, 1 o'clock Pacific. And they uh, flew on uh, perimeter, on their PMM 758. And uh, they went to Long Beach Airport. Is that a charter plane? Yeah, it's a charter. Yeah. These are all going to be charters. Tampa Bay is in Columbus. They flew on uh, Air Miami 395 Biscayne from Tampa to Columbus. Pittsburgh is at Detroit. They... Uh, they went from uh, they went to Detroit Metro Wayne Airport is rather than the uh, there's two airports that serve Detroit so they were using Metro Wayne which is probably less congested traffic wise on the ground. Uh, Winnipeg is in Edmonton they flew on Air Canada seven zero one eight yesterday to get there. San Jose is in Dallas today they flew on Kaiser five twenty five from San Jose to Dallas yesterday. Um, New York Islanders are in Colorado and they flew on. Uh, Swift Air 2631 on Friday night. And Chicago is in Calgary, but their last game was in Edmonton. So Chicago actually flew from Edmonton to Calgary on Friday night on Swift Air 2542. Ah. Yeah. 
So, and now Chicago's going to play the Rangers next on Wednesday. So the, the key will be, if you're following the Chicago Blackhawks, the Swift Air 2542, go back to Chicago from Calgary for a couple of days, or does it go from Calgary directly mm. to uh, New York metropolitan area somewhere, one of those airports, uh, for the flight on Wednesday? They'll probably fly maybe tonight or tomorrow. I assume they'll go home. I think they might go home, but we'll be able to find out by following that Swift Air flight. So if you see a Swift Air departure out of Calgary late this evening, yeah, uh, you'll and just find out where it's going. Uh, there's only going to be one Swift Air uh, flight leaving Calgary tonight because hey, Swift Air doesn't serve Calgary except for for hockey. Yeah, there you go. So who knows? Who good, knows? good info. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. <laughs> uh, what else is on my list? Carolina Hurricanes seven three and zero in the last ten games. They're really coming on here. You know that they're one point out of a playoff spot. I didn't. I love it. I love it. You love that I didn't know it, or you love that it's happening? I love that it's happening because <laughs> that's what I predicted, and what I predicted never happens. So <laughs> I, they're, they're, I hope they sneak into a playoff spot. As yeah. much as I like the Islanders, and even have started to like the Rangers recently, I would really love to see the Carolina Hurricanes leapfrog one of them, or both of them, mm-hmm. or the entire Metro Division go straight to the top. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Not going to happen, but it'd be yeah. fun. You never know. Eddie Lack got traded. Yes. Eddie Lack has played for Vancouver. Eddie Lack has played for Carolina, Calgary, now New Jersey. I don't know if he, I don't know if he played it for anyone before Vancouver. I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, what's wrong with Eddie Lack? Something's lacking. Oh, nice. I have no idea. Or yeah. is it is it maybe something's right with Eddie Lack? I I don't know. He's he's very inconsistent. Like for every trade, there has to be a giver and a receiver. If for Eddie Lack to be traded, someone has to want him, and people have wanted him. So no, New Jersey didn't give them, him anything. Calgary just said you can have him. I think New Jersey had no. There, there was a player in return. Yeah, no, I'm just making a joke. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Dalton Prout. I was taking you seriously. Yeah, no, Dalton Prout went, went the other way. <laughs> uh, I don't know how who's going to win that trade. I don't, I don't understand that trade, but whatever. Winter Classic. Yeah. How excited are you for the Winter Classic tomorrow? Not very. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I'm a little bit excited because. I I like the I like the jerseys. I like the New York Rangers jerseys. I'm sorry Buffalo. You had beautiful jerseys at the, in the in your previous outdoor game. The, the have you seen the Rangers jerseys that they're going to wear? No, I haven't. They're really special. Are they? Yeah, they're really really special. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited, I guess is a word I wouldn't use. I'm I'm looking forward to the game because it's New Year's Day. I have a day off and I can watch hockey in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Any day you can watch hockey in the afternoon is a good day. It's a perfect day. So, yeah, I'll be happy. But I'm not, you know, oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, I'm going to get merch. Well, let me let me spark your interest with the musical appearance that's going to be happening there. Oh. You're going to be so excited when I tell you. I am, because yeah. uh, I don't know. The Goo Goo Dolls. You, you've got to be <laughs> kidding. <laughs> that's it? That's that's the... Yeah, they're from Buffalo, I think that's why. The, but yeah, the Goo Goo Dolls, I'm so excited, said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I thought you were going to give me Springsteen or... Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of just kidding. I, I actually don't mind the Google Dolls, but uh, I'm, I wasn't kidding about not being excited to see them. I'm not excited to see the Google Dolls. In fact, I'm not excited to see any musician at any outdoor game because I don't really care about music that much mm-hmm. at, at sporting events. So cut the music for me. That's my opinion. Yeah. I won't be uh, glued to the TV if it's what, second intermission or first intermission. 
or shall we say intermission number one or intermission yeah. number two. Yeah, no one says first intermission or first first period, second period. No one says it anymore. It's period number two. And I have uh, more rants on that here yeah. shortly. We're going to have to get, make another rant video for you. Oh, just man, to go. I can't wait. I have, I have rant buildup sy- yeah. uh, syndrome right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I need to de-rant. All-star game. How excited are you for that? Absolutely not at all. January 28th is coming up soon. Good. I'll uh, I'll book a hair appointment that day or something. <laughs> book a hair appointment. Um, the only thing I liked about the new format is that it's all three on three, isn't it now? Yeah. So I, I guess that's fun to watch because it's a skill thing. Uh, and But it's it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It's a break for no reason, and I hate it. Now, in the old days, when the All-Star Game first happened, I think it was to try to raise money for Ace Bailey after he was whacked right. by, uh, yeah. by the Bruins. Um, it was the Stanley Cup defending champion against the rest of the best players in the league. Ah, I like that as an all-star. That's interesting. Game. Yeah, I, I still like that idea. But picking these, you know, having fan votes and all this crap is just... I hate that part of it. I, I despise that part of it. But I actually do enjoy the all-star game. I think it's I think it's really unique and fun to see some of your favorite players really loosen up and just laugh and, and kind of forget about the seriousness of of the regular season and maybe just the world in general and just, just have some fun with the rest of the boys. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that part of it. It's it's a lot about production and less about that, and that's what's frustrating. Yeah, I, if I have to pick one of two days of All-Star Weekend, it's the night before, it's the skills comp that I probably have more enjoyment out of. Yeah. Watching them do their, you know, skating around the pylons and the hardest shot and all that. I, I like that. Do you remember a couple of years ago when they had a draft? So each team had its captain, and they did the draft. And, and the, the last guy got a car or something, right? Like the last pick guy is a consolation prize. I think he got a car. Uh, it's like Phil Kessel or something yeah. like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But Should have got a burger. I thought that was so funny. That was like that was hilarious because Drew Doughty was one of the captains, and I think he had some co-captains. Who was, like They were trying to get him to, to make decisions, and he was talking and making like laughing and stuff. He wasn't even paying attention. God, it was funny. <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. All I right. wish they'd do that again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I will be watching the All-Star Game, just in case anyone's wondering. Okay. I'll probably end up watching it too, just because it's now part of my job. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> S- Spangler Cup. That's part of your job too. Yeah, it is. Spangler Cup, Canada. We, t- we talked about that a little bit. Uh, it's over now. Do yeah. You know, do you know how it ended? Oh, no, I don't. But I know it's recorded, so. So, and that, is it going to be a spoiler if I if we talk about it? Yeah, no don't, no, don't tell me. Well, by the time people hear this, it'll be... Well, <laughs> Okay. Fine, tell me. I won't tell you the result, but what? I can tell you about, well, no, I guess I can't talk about, well, if, no, I, if I can't, if I can't disclose the result, I'm, 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 everything I talk about here is linked to plays in the game and stuff, so. Well, I got stuff to talk about. <clears throat> okay, you go ahead. Maybe you can chime in. All right. I've really have had a lot of fun watching teams from other leagues, uh, like HBK, Mountfield, mm-hmm. uh, Dinamo Riga. Mm-hmm. Davos, Hamelina in yeah. Finland. Yeah. Seeing these other teams from these other leagues around the world, it, it's really cool because you get to see players that you've never heard of, mm-hmm. names that you will never pronounce in your life because they're so difficult. Uh, but it's uh, it's really good hockey. I wish it got more attention because it's really special. Uh, so I I really enjoyed watching the other te- the other teams from these leagues because before. I had no idea who these teams were mm-hmm. since this channel and going through the jerseys and the arenas and the, the logos. Like, oh yeah, 
totally. I completely re- recognize those jerseys. That's HPK. They wear orange jerseys, mm-hmm. and their logo's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I the the final game was played this morning at seven o'clock local time here in Atlantic Canada, so six a.m. in uh, the east. Mm-hmm. And n- unlike what uh, Steve Cooley has said yesterday during one of the other games, not at nine a.m. in Vancouver, <laughs> it's three a.m. in Vancouver. You tool. <laughs> I'm s- and and that's my main Spangler Cup thing was going to be a rant. Oh. I I will say this much without getting away, getting into the score. Of the goals that were scored, the first three goals, and they're all important goals. Okay. When those goals were scored, the two announcers were not talking about the play. Ooh, did they, they, they have uh, Paul Romanuk syndrome? They had Paul Romanuk syndrome. During the first goal, the announcers were talking about the career of Willie Desjardins. Oh, my God. During the second goal... Coolius was talking about Craig Button. Why would he be talking about Craig Button? I don't know. I'd speculate, but I don't want to get sued. For the third goal, they were talking about the career history of Max Lapierre. I and noticed the goal was happening on the ice at that moment, and all you heard was, score! And then, uh, for that third goal, he didn't say, who had scored because guess what? He didn't know because he wasn't watching the play. He says, scores, spinning and firing from the slot. That's an exact quote from Coolius. But he didn't know who the player was. He didn't say the player's name for another 30 seconds. Wow. The cameraman knew and the cameraman was focused on the player. That's unacceptable. It's, and, and Doug knew who it was because he could see the guy. Coolius had no clue. And it was pathetic. It was pathetic. Uh, I have two things. I have two questions. Number one, I actually do want to know the winner of the Switzerland-Davos game. Can you tell me that? Uh, yeah, it was Switzerland. Oh, darn. I, th- I was hoping Davos would win. Yeah, so Switzerland ended up being in the final against Canada, against Canada this morning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second thing I have to ask is something that I've already forgot about. Dang it. Oh, crap. Oh, Paul Romanek. We need to talk about him. We do need to talk because about him. Because he made the, the biggest mistake of his career for something that we were critical of him about for the past two months. Mm-hmm. This is something we've complained about Paul Romanuk for. Mm-hmm. It's something that people have complained about us complaining about Paul Romanuk, Paul Romanuk because they like him. But guess what? I d- I'm not the kind of person to say, I'm right and you're wrong. Like, look at me, I, I was right. But we were right. Paul Romanuk made a disastrously huge mistake the other day. I yes, think it was did. the Toronto-Arizona game. Mm-hmm. He was talking for whatever reason I don't know about the death of a person related to the hockey world. It was the father of a player or something like that. I can't remember. But he was talking about someone who was still alive. He had the name completely wrong. And I think he had the story wrong too. I, the details are escaping me. It's been a couple of days. But he uh, he made a huge mistake and was corrected by the family. Hmm. And uh, he had to apologize on air. And it was a pretty poor apology. Yeah. He talks about, you know, the famous quote, you know, the uh, statements about my death are are premature and exaggerated or whatever. He tried to turn it, he tried to turn the beginning of the apology into another frigging joke. Yeah. And he's not good at that either. It's, I'm, I'm just so sick of, of like, 
I'm done listening to him. Yeah. We, we made that decision two weeks ago. Yeah. We're, if he's calling a Montreal game, we're going to watch the French Channel. Yeah. Period. Absolutely period. I'm done with him. I'm, I'm just done. Yeah. And, you know, I hate to sit back in my little ivory tower here <laughs> and say when people should be fired. And, and I'm really, I'm really, I hope, uh, liberal about giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But in this case, that is a termination offense. In my view. I think so, too. Like, our main criticism about him was that he would not talk about hockey. Like, yeah. or, or, sorry, he would not talk about hockey or the game that's going on on the ice. He was going on rants and on all this other stuff and what he had for breakfast with Ray Ferraro or whoever the hell he's with. And, like, he, he spent so much time not talking about the game that there was no sense of even listening to him. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. And then he goes and does this. Like, he's not talking about the game on some rant about someone dying. And makes this mistake. Serves you right, bud. Yeah. Like if he had focused on the play-by-play, and yep. I believe that's his job, is play-by-play announcer and the other guy's color commentator. Exactly. So if anyone wants to chime in with other little tidbits and anecdotes to help fill in uh, moments of the game, that's the color guy's job. Yeah. The play-by-play guy should just stick to what's happening on the ice, and had Romanuk stuck to what was happening on the ice, this never would have happened. Yeah. Because nobody died on the ice. Yeah. And we're not necessarily in a position where we can judge him, because we are nobodies. We're our... We're monkeys, but that's his job. He gets paid to do that. Mm. We do not. We make mistakes all the time too. Oh yeah. Uh, we're we, la- who's going to fire? We're us? allowed. Yeah. Who's going to fire us? YouTube, YouTube might fire us. <laughs> yeah. Demon- uh, but that's his job. They can't demonetize us. Yeah, we're already demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Romanuk needs to be better. He must be better, and he needs to release an additional meaningful apology, in my opinion. And I think he needs to either take or be given time off. Yeah, I think so too. To think about, and, and, and that time off should be spent watching maybe two months of his own archives, mm-hmm. followed by two months of Mike Emmerich. Absolutely. And the other broadcasters who know what they're doing and can call a game properly. We, uh, we listened to Gord Miller for the IA, IIHF yeah. games. And we have our criticism of, about... Gord Stats Miller. Stats Miller, yeah. Uh, he can really, he, can, he, he really can call a game pretty he can, well. He can call a game. He knows he, his stuff. He yeah. really does. And Gordon Miller does not have any annoyance factors to him. Like, there's nothing about him. He doesn't have these weird turns of phrase. Like uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Coolius' yawning cage yeah. and, what was it? Apples and... Apples and cookies. Apples and cookies. I don't know what that was all about. And then he's a he's a big victim of period number one and period number yeah. two. And uh, um, it was, yeah. is it John? It's not John Bartlett, is it? Or is it, it is him yeah, that does John the Bartlett gain the line. Montreal, yeah, gain the, gain the line. line. Oh, my God. Every seven seconds, gain yeah. the line. If, if you're able to get the Montreal Canadiens regional broadcast, if you're in the East uh, watching on regular TV in Canada, or if you're on NHL Center Ice or whatever they call that package now, and can watch the Montreal feed, I encourage you to do so, and if you're a drinker, you can have a drinking game. <laughs> oh, totally. Every time John Bartlett says, gains the line, you got to take a swig. Mm. And if you're still halfway sober, if you can even walk after two, after two periods, <laughs> uh, something's wrong. And I actually really like him, other than that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the only thing that bugs me about him. Yeah. Other than that, he's great. I think what I'd like to do is uh, hook him up with a, one of those shock collars that Ooh. you put on a dog, okay? Mm. And sit behind him. And every time he says gains the line, just give that little trigger a thing and, and that'll jolt him. Turn and it up every notch. Yeah, and that'll okay. cure it. Like probably a couple of games and that'll, that won't happen anymore because mm. he'll be worried about getting the, 
the shock in the neck. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the way to cure that. <laughs> uh, see, I started a Spangler Cup conversation. Look where it went. Look at that. We wasted all kinds of time. And I still ha- I'm still unable to talk about the Spangler Cup. <laughs> uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. That's oh. all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> Uh, upcoming, I'm almost done, so we can transition to your stuff soon. Upcoming videos in the next two weeks on Post to Post and just in general on more Post to Post. Uh, Los Angeles Kings, New York Rangers, Carolina Hurricanes, Washington Capitals, <coughs> Tampa Bay Lightning, Montreal, because you have a jersey coming. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, we'll talk about oh, that. Oh, your first, oh. it, you already have a Canadian jersey in your collection, but... It's not wearable. It's not wearable, so it's not technically part of your collection. No, it, it's too... It's too. Um, it's too valuable, right? Really. Yeah, yeah, valuable it's and signed by the entire sen- team in sentimental. 2012. Oh, usually sentimental. Yeah. So you're getting your first jersey in your collection, my which first is probably wearable. my first wearable. Yeah, it's probably going to be your, your only jersey in your collection, but unless yeah, you, yeah, unless you plan on collecting other jerseys, I don't think you do. No, I don't. If you do, I think they'd all be Montreal Canadiens. Absolutely, j- different rendi- renditions of Montreal Canadiens jerseys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I might, you know, you might sneak me into a Maroons jersey, but you know, that's uh, that's pushing. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Uh, St. Louis, Chicago, mm-hmm. the EIHL, because there was a big controversy oh, yeah. out of there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the IIHF again, and more specifically about the prospects and what they mean to each of their teams they've been drafted by. So mm-hmm. we're going to go through them team by team, tell you what your team or what players in the uh, World Junior Tournament is has been drafted by your team, how well they're doing, stuff like that. We're going to wait until the end of the competition i think to do that video because we want to have all the stats and stuff yeah so maybe next podcast we might even yeah. have it by then but then we'll have a video about it yeah and also I, I hope that we include a few players that aren't drafted because they're not draft age yet oh yeah definitely and where they might fall absolutely yeah, yeah definitely uh swiss jerseys echl arenas nchc logos and ihl logos mm-hmm. how i make my videos part two which is the editing stage oh cool uh on more post to post we've got a nascar video coming a basketball video and a star wars review which we have not filmed yet which we need to film we do probably soon yeah while well, it's fresh while well, it's fresh yeah <laughs> while well, it's fresh and still steaming mm. <clears throat> now the last thing i want to do is a little something different for the podcast it's going to take me a little bit to go through everything but i think it's important i want to go through the injuries in the entire national hockey league by team and i'm not going to say what the injury they have i'm just going to go team and then names to give you an idea of how many injuries there are in the nhl right okay. now okay Toronto, Soshnikov, Zaitsev, Chicago, Anisimov, Crawford, Minnesota, Parise, St. Louis, Schwartz, Fabry, Sanford, Boston, McQuaid, Vancouver, Horvat, Sutter, Berche, Tanev, Pittsburgh, Rust, Latang, Schultz, Dallas, Mathot, Ottawa, Smith, Dumont, Borietsky, Weidman, MacArthur, Islanders, Kuhlman, Boychuk, Hickey, Tampa Bay Lightning, Callahan, Budai, Rangers, Kreider, Calgary, Versteeg, Nashville, Forsberg, and Ellis, Philadelphia, Stolarz, Los Angeles, Carter, Follen, Anaheim, Perry, Eves, and Limebass, I think his name is. I'm not familiar with that player. Columbus, Dubinsky, Wenberg, Atkinson, Murray, San Jose, Goudreau, Buffalo, Fedden, Winnipeg, Shifley, Tanev, Bufflin, Enstrom, Montreal, Hemsky, Weber, Montoya, Florida, Luongo, 
Las Vegas, or sorry, just Vegas. Clarkson, Grabowski, Carrier, Spiza, Stoner, Dansk, Duke. Man, they must be wow. tanking. Yeah, they must be doing terrible. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey, Klo, Mueller, Colorado, Kamenev, Berry, Carolina, Stemniak, Arizona, Boland, Richardson, and Yarmelson, or Charmelson, as you say, <laughs> Detroit, Franzen. Wow. What team didn't I mention? There's, I think there's like three teams I didn't mention. Maybe oh, two, but there's definitely three. one team I didn't mention. St. Louis? Nope. They've got Fabry Schwartz. I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention. Edmonton. Oh, wow. No injuries on Edmonton right now. Really? And these, these are the injuries submitted Friday morning by the league. So, like, Kreider wasn't submitted by them, but I've added them in. Mm-hmm. There are some others, I think, that are missing from this list. I've got a sneeze for the first time in post-to-post history. I've never sneezed in a video or podcast. Oh, now it's gone. <laughs> All that anticipation, then you let me down. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert, there is a blooper coming in the blooper video of you sneezing. Oh, great. You've already seen it. You saw it last night. I know, but are you really going to put it in? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I've got. So what's on your list? Not much Not much left. The I've already talked about my things, or I'm not allowed to, because you haven't seen the Spangler <laughs> Cup game yet. So I was just going to quickly run down uh, some of this, uh, last night's results and how things went. I don't know if you saw any highlights from last night. To be honest, I did not watch one second of hockey last night. Washington beat the Devils 5-2, and, and coming down to it now, the Devils played the night before, and Washington did not. Yep. I think that's an, an imbalance that, that shouldn't happen. If teams are playing back-to-backs and home-and-homes or something like that, that's fine. They're both in the same boat. But if one team has played last night and the other team's had a couple of days off, I don't think that's right. Anyway, Washington beat uh, New Jersey 5-2. Schneider was in that for, uh, for the Devils. The second and fourth goals were beauties. They were tic-tac, smack. Typical Washington Typical goals. Washington. They were absolutely gorgeous. Ovechkin was involved in both, but he wasn't the scorer in either one of them. But they were fabulous goals. So if you do watch the highlights, look for the second goal and the fourth goal in that 5-3 or 5-2 win. Uh, just amazing. Okay. Nashville shut out Minnesota 3 nothing. And it was uh, UC Saros who got the shutout. Oh, good friend. Yeah, it wasn't running. In one of the best backups in the league. Yeah, and that game, nothing happened until the third period. It was scoreless after one, scoreless after two, and then she all broke out uh, in the third. Mm. Um, Hart, Hartnell, Subban, and Arvidsson scored for Nashville there. So Cool. Um, Saros, in his last eight games, he has a 9.55 save percentage. Hmm. That's uh, pretty stout. That's 9.55. Hmm. That's really good. Are you uh, asking me any trivia, by the way, <coughs> at the end of this? I wasn't going to. Huh. Oh, yeah, well, I, I have a trivia question at the bottom, but we already talked about it. Oh, I usually so. you ask me who you think is who I think is the top in each. Oh, yeah, well, whatever. I'll do that. Because I, 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 d- I didn't look at it purposely. Oh, cool. Okay, well, then <laughs> I, I changed okay. my answer. I do have trivia for you <laughs> right. later on. Uh, we ta- talked about it briefly before. Florida beat Montreal to extend its winning streak to five games now. Yeah, Florida five mm-hmm. games winning streak. And I watched the highlights of that game. I didn't watch the game. I just, I'm not involved, you know, as much. I got the hat on, but I'm really not engaged right now uh, with watching the Canadians because I just, I don't, I don't need the grief and the anger. It was the first game that I didn't watch Mm -hmm. of the Canadians this year because I knew, I knew they weren't going to win. Yeah. And I was, I would, I would rather not watch the game and find out that they somehow snuck out a miracle and then I'll go back and watch the game and see the miracle take place than, than waste 
three hours of my life only to walk away unhappy again. Yeah, I said this on Discord last night. If I wanted to watch people float around, I'd go watch Peter Pan. <laughs> because that's basically what the Canadians are doing right now, just wow. floating around. Wow. Uh, so Reimer got his second shutout in his last three games. Uh, Montreal's fourth straight loss. They've lost now to Edmonton, Tampa, Carolina, and Florida. Yep. And these aren't team other than Tampa, these aren't teams that Montreal shouldn't be able to beat on a good day. I agree. So uh, Jeff Petrie and Jamie or Jordy Ben were minus two in a two nothing loss. So what does that tell you? Tells me that Petrie is no better than he was in day one, mm-hmm. which is not good at all. Yeah. I do not like Petrie. Yeah. Sorry. It, Sorry, Petrie fans. And and he made a very bad uh, defensive decision when Montreal was already trailing one nothing. He made a bad defensive decision. He basically pinched, but he didn't pinch at the blue line. He pinched at the red line, you know, as the play right. was going back into Montreal zone. That left uh, Ben by himself in a two-on-one, and Ben was just useless. He, just, th- he fell down and tried to do a slide block, and they just passed. Price had no chance. When I did my favorite players list last year, Weber was on that list, my top 15 favorite players. Uh, so you'd think that Weber was my favorite player on the Montreal Canadiens. That's changed. Ever since he's come to, the, to Montreal, I like him less, probably because I'm overly critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordy Ben is my favorite player on the Montreal Canadiens. That, that, that says quite a bit about the rest of the team. Yeah. My favorite player right now is Delorier. Oh, yeah. And they scratched him last night. What? They didn't play him. How do you not play him? I don't know. If you're an idiot, you don't play him, I guess. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm guess really, I'm really p- pissed. I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. They scratched Deloria. Like, are you kidding me? He's the one guy who's, you know, he's he's a banger and he's bringing it. And he's not a score sheet guy, but he's a presence guy. Totally. And uh, He's a 110% energy guy. Yeah. We needed that presence and it wasn't there because he was watching from the from upstairs. Hmm. And that's a, just a travesty, if you ask me. I, I've really enjoyed watching him play the last couple of weeks. Yeah, me too. He's been amazing. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, despite Price's loss, 2 nothing, when you let in two goals and your carry Price has had a bad start in the season, your numbers all improve. I guess so. His goals against average went down and his save percentage went up. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Which is uh, just crazy. Boston beat Ottawa 5 nothing. Uh, only the second shutout for Tuka Rask this year. Mm. I thought he'd have more than that, but he's only got two. But still... Uh, Nothing to sneeze at. Uh, three power play goals out of four opportunities for Boston. So Ottawa uh, only took four penalties but let in three power play yeah. goals. That's crazy. Uh, Spooner got two. Uh, Bergeron got his 11th in that game. St. Louis beat Carolina 3-2. Uh, Scott Darling made some unbelievable saves. And I didn't mention this before, but Carey Price played a very good game in Florida. I, I don't think he could be blamed for either one of the goals that went in. So back to the Carolina game. Darling was amazing. Uh, but St. Louis beat them 3-2, and it was Carter Hutton in that for St. Louis. Uh, he's been playing real well lately. Really, yeah. And uh, interestingly, uh, St. Louis went up uh, one nothing. Oh, no, l- l- let me back up. I think I might have... Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, let's, yeah, no. Pardon. <laughs> you all right? I'm fine. <laughs> I, I, I don't sound fine. Um, Brodziak scored in the first minute of the first period. And Borglund scored in the first minute of the second period hmm. to uh, to get St. Louis that push. But then Carolina came back and tied it, and uh, Upshaw scored for St. Louis in the third period to, to win it 3-2. to two. But uh, it was, uh, Carolina just had some bad starts, 
You know, yeah, bad they, first yeah. period, bad second period, and they got scored on within the first minute before they could, you know, so something maybe not being said in the dressing room that should be said. Could before be, they yeah. There. yeah. Anyway, but, uh, and they, they suffered. They, they lost the game maybe because of that. L.A. beat Vancouver 4-3 uh, in the late game. Uh, Toffoli got his 17th, uh, which is pretty good. Um, but it was, uh, Markstrom was in goal for Vancouver, took the loss quick, got another win there. So, now for trivia. To turn over my page here. Here we go. Uh oh. Who's leading the league in points as of this morning? Uh, his name is escaping me. It's Sankos's line mate. Yeah. Kudrov. Yes. God. <laughs> I wanted to say Kuznetsov. I was like, it's not Kuznetsov. I know. It's I get them mixed up a lot oh, too. Geez. Yeah. Kucherov, you're correct. <coughs> He's got 54 points, which is five more. Oh, wow. Than, than his chaser now, who is uh, actually two, uh, Bailey and Tavares. Oh, they're... They each have 49 did they, points. Did for they Canada. leave Frog Stamkos? They did. Stamkos is one point behind at 48. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And and you know who's next at 46 points to round um, out the top uh, five? Anders Lee? No, Lee's on another stat, but not on points. I don't know. Claude Giroux. Oh, I guess probably him and Vorchek. Maybe or so. close. He's got 46 points. Like, wh where'd that come from? But anyway, wow. good for him. Yeah, definitely. I like Claude Giroux. Yeah, I always, I I've too. always liked him. I don't like his, you know, what, what uh, emblem he's got on his chest, but <laughs> but I like him a lot. In goals, uh, there are th it's a three-way tie now for the most goals. Ovechkin. Correct. Stamkos. Nope. Oh. Anders Lee. Yes. Uh, I don't know, the other one. Kucherov. Oh, really? Yeah. He's got that many goals. Yeah, wow. they've all got 24. And there's a two-way tie oh, for yeah. fourth place. Oh, yeah. I think it, yeah. John Tavares is one of them, tied for next with 21 goals. And who's the, who's tied? I, don't, I do not know. Brock Besser. Oh, nice. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Plus minus. Uh-oh. Strahlman, plus 24 still, which I think is where he was last week. And guess who's next? Kucherov. No. I don't know. He's, uh... He's been injured for a couple of weeks now. Oh, <laughs> Jaden Schwartz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he got injured when he was plus 23, and he's still there. That's right? amazing. Yeah. If you're not playing, you can't get, get, can't get any minuses. <laughs> so in the goal, uh, in the defensive side of things, in the goaltenders, uh, who's leading in goals against average? Oh, last week it was Aaron Dell. Yep. Due to the play, the amazing play of Carter Hutton lately, I have to assume that he's finally leapfrogged him. Well, and again, when I look at the stats on the ESPN website... Oh, God. You use ESPN to get your stats? Well, <laughs> it's just where, you know, it's the easiest link. I've been using it for a long time. But they well. might have different criteria for games played. I don't know how many games Carter Hutton's played. Okay. So maybe that's why he's not on here, but Dell is still on the list that I'm looking at uh, at 1.94. So okay. he's, his GAA has gone up as it, as it has to because he's only human. But he's the only guy below two still. Okay. Next we have uh, Rask. No, sorry, Vasilevsky uh, with 2.08. Rask is after that with 2.13. Then Malcolm Subban, 2.18. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. And Jonathan Quick okay. in fifth. Save percentage, uh, it's also Arundel. So I won't you know, drag this out too much. All right. Vasilevsky. Uh, Crawford is next with 929. So, and that's a number that won't change if he's injured, right? Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, <laughs> good, good point. Yeah, and Luongo and Quick after that. So, in wins. In wins. 
It's I'm trying to think of teams that have overplay their goalies because they don't have a good backup. Like Toronto with Anderson. Like Vasilevsky's probably had the most wins of everyone, but that's Anderson's right. got to be up there. He's, he is up there, yeah. So I that's think right maybe too. Connor Hellebuck is up there. He's up there too, yeah. I'd probably Pekka even though Saros is pretty good, I think. Yes, you're doing great. Have you looked at my list? No, I haven't. I, this is, I no, haven't looked at any of these. You're doing good. If I had, if I would have gotten all those previous ones right. You've just mentioned all the top five except one guy. Oh, no. So Anderson, Hellebuck, Vasilevsky, Rene. Quick. Uh, he's down the list a bit, but. Uh, no, I don't know. I have no idea. Braden Holpe. Oh, yeah. 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 So Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky has 24 wins, Holpe with 22. Anderson and Hellebuck are tied with 20. And Rene has 19. Hmm. Uh, Bob and Quick and. Uh, <laughs> can't even read my own. Oh, Jake. Jake Allen's 18. Okay. I had Jake written there. I was like, what's that? Who's Jake? Who's named Jake? <laughs> Uh, that's what I call him. J- Jake Allen's 18. Uh, Bob and Vasilevsky are tied with shutouts okay. uh, this season with four so far. All right. Is that all you got? That's all I got. All right. Well, now it's special special time that's unrelated to hockey in a way. It's time for the fishbowl, which, right. which I announced a couple podcasts ago. And this is the portion where we have a fishbowl over here with USB drives. And each USB drive has... It's uh, one question on it. So you will reach in and, and grab a fish. Oops. You will reach in and grab a fish and uh, haul it out, and then I'll plug it into the computer. You can see here, and then a question will pop up, and uh, that's the one you want. Okay, yeah, I guess so. All right, well, let's roll the intro. Okay, yeah, we, me and Jason and I made that intro about three years ago when we tried to just start a channel called The Fishbowl. Wow. But uh, here, the question for today is, is there any part of your life that you didn't follow hockey at all? So is that a question for you? That's a question for you. Oh, for me? And, and me, I guess. This okay. is, yeah, this is from a fan. Yes, uh, I think there is. I think it's safe to say there is. Uh, I, when, when I left Montreal as a young, young man... Uh, the Canadians were right in the middle of their dynasty. So they won a few more Stanley Cups after I left, and I followed very closely. Mm-hmm. And I followed closely into the early 1980s in my university years and then in my first couple of years as a as a family man, a married man yeah. with, a, with a job. Uh, my job at first when I was at the radio station was like midnight to 6 a.m. type shifts. Mm-hmm. And hockey was only on TV really one night a week, Saturday night. So um, I was usually unable to even watch if I wanted to. But I read the scores every night as part of my job. You know, I'm doing the radio. I'm on the radio. I'm reading the news. I'm reading the weather. And I'm reading the sports. Uh, so I'm okay. doing the hockey scores. So yeah. I'm, I'm following in a way. Right. But I left um, uh, the radio business in 1985 and moved to a smaller community where we eventually raised you. And uh, you were born the following year. And that was the second to last time Montreal won the Cup. Right. I, I watched that series quite closely. I, I, I loved every minute of that series. <clears throat> That was Patrick Waugh's first uh, coming out party, really, if you want to call it that. Uh, he was just amazing in that series. But after that, uh, my just my life got really, really busy and doing other things. And in the early 1990s, I wasn't following hockey at all, uh, my, even Montreal. I just wasn't paying much attention until the playoffs in 1993. 
And in the job I had at the time, I was a kind of a semi-public figure. I was driving to a lot of meetings. And I was going doing speeches and things. And I'd be driving home late at night. And back then, the uh, English broadcast of the Montreal Canadiens was on an AM radio station that wasn't easily heard down here in the Maritimes. So I would listen to the French broadcast, which was on CBC FM radio, coast to coast, in en français. Mm-hmm. So I listened to the French broadcast on the way home of the Montreal playoffs through April and May of 1993. Yeah. And I followed every game closely, but I don't think I saw very many. Oh, really? So I, I got them all on the radio in French, and it was fantastic. I just loved the excitement. You could hear the crowd in the background and the whole playoff run that Montreal had that year. And that's the year, of course, they ended up facing L.A. Right. Um, in the finals, who barely beat Toronto. Uh, and Toronto fans, I'm sure, are still <laughs> crazy about that. So there, I guess the, sh- the short answer, now that it's already too long, is from about 1987 or 88 until about 1992-93, I didn't follow hockey at all. Ah. I just didn't. And then after that, I started to follow a little bit more. And when you started playing hockey, yeah, you know, in the early 90s, I, I followed hockey a lot, but not so much NHL hockey. Yeah. You know, I was following your team, and then exactly. I ended up being the announcer at our Saturday night games. Yeah, uh, music guy. Yeah, music guy doing the boom, boom, boom. You know, mm. and that was a lot of fun. And so at home, sometimes I go home frozen solid, you yeah. know, with a bag of fries and gravy or something <laughs> from the arena. And the last thing I want to do is watch hockey on TV. Yeah, I was just true. hockeyed out. Yeah. So I didn't watch a lot of hockey in the 90s uh, mm. after Montreal won that cup. Good answer. For me, I I watched hockey avidly up until 2006, and then Edmonton lost in the finals there. And from a, from that mid-2006 till mid-2010, I didn't watch barely any hockey. I just... Got more into video games. I felt like my team wasn't competitive. The Canadians weren't competitive at all. Mm-mm. It was just a really tough time for me as a fan to to cheer for to watch hockey because my team was completely out of it. Uh, I still followed the scores. I watched the odd game. Uh, I remember sitting in my one of my old apartments on my little tiny twenty inch CRT TV watching the Canadians and the Islanders play uh, back in like. I think it was actually I think it was New Year's Eve because I remember spending that New Year's Eve alone. Uh, yeah, it's the, it the Islanders and Canadians, and but and I remember them losing and being like, "Ugh, this is why I don't watch hockey." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then 2010 came along, and I I took notice of the Sharks, mm-hmm. and I re- I made the decision that the Sharks would be my second favorite team. Then I'm going to start watching hockey again. The Canadians going to be my first favorite team. They still weren't good. And I'm going to watch the Sharks. And uh, I'm going to follow St. Louis. I'm going to follow Colorado. And I'm going to follow uh, a couple other teams. But, yeah, that's for about four years there. I haven't didn't watch hockey at all, basically. So uh, for that reason, I guess you're going to be happy either way Tuesday night. The Sharks are in Montreal. I don't, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. But it's a game I'd probably like to go to in the future when San Jose visits the Canadians maybe in a couple of years. Thought about going this year, but it's uh, it happens in a tough time of year because for us to get there, it's just a lot cheaper for us to drive probably, mm-hmm. and it's the weather and stuff. And even if we fly, there's weather. We've been through that oh God. with Montreal. But yeah. anyways, yes, that's uh, cool. That's I, like, I like that idea. Yeah, so there's we're gonna pull a fish every week. And, yeah. Uh, so I'll delete pole? I'll delete this question off this specific fish. Mm-hmm. 
and then put a new question on the fish and put it back in the bowl. So each fish has a different question. Cool. Each week there'll be a different question. So if you have any questions you want to add to the fish, put them down in the comments uh, below on YouTube, and you can just say question for fish bowl and then your question. So that wraps it up. Thanks guys for <clears throat> excuse me. Thanks guys for listening. If you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or whatever podcatcher you're using, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, there were some visual aids in this video, so you might have to come back and and check the video on YouTube to see those, specifically the fishbowl intro. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're watching on YouTube for the first time, hope you can hit the subscribe button. If you like this podcast, hit the like button, and we will see you in the next podcast next Sunday. I don't know what date it is, but it'll be uh, January sixth. January sixth. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see you then. Adios. It's actually the seventh. <laughs>